0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. You
1: know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want.
2: Say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want. In the life. Nobody can touch me. You know,
0: I'm a bad
2: girl. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on Taco Tuesday. I didn't even mention tacos last hour. Usually I do mention tacos on Taco Tuesday. So much to get into tonight. Glad to have you guys with me, particularly rolling into Hour 2 here. And uh, there was some breaking news. Everybody had been waiting for a while to find out what was going on with Ghislaine Maxwell. I never know how to pronounce this woman's name. Um, she was facing sentencing for her role in helping uh, pedophile Jeffrey Epstein abuse young girls, which included uh, sex trafficking. What was interesting from the beginning of this was that it was all about her and her role. What about the role of the many dudes in in the little black book that were involved here? All the bigs, right? And by the way, does anybody out there actually believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, right? Is that... Right there's a great meme going around that uh, showing Jeffrey Epstein's face saying the economy didn't kill itself. <laughs> so she was during the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. Most of the evidence that was presented, that was in document form, emails, communications, etc., with the various Johns, was redacted. We know that across the country when there are in places where prostitution is still illegal, I'm waiting for that to become finally just, you know, uh, we've legalized drugs in this country. When are we just going to, you know, go all the way and, and legalize uh, sex trafficking and prostitution? And then the next step will be to make it, you know, uh, you know, go younger and younger, even under the age of adulthood. But we do have in places like San Diego County, where prostitution is illegal, they actually do raids and they round up the dudes They don't just arrest the prostitutes here in San Diego County. They actually arrest the men that are soliciting prostitution. This woman stood trial and the, and these, I don't know if it was the Southern District of New York prosecutor's office who did a U.S. attorney's office, but they took active steps to cover up the identities of the men involved. And let me tell you, I don't care if it was Donald Trump himself. I don't care the name of any individual. Sex trafficking. Of any kind, pedophilia of any kind, sex with underage women, and I want you to go down for it. Am I pleased today that the sentencing took place and she was looking at anywhere from, I believe, 30 to um, 50 years, I think it was. She ended up getting 20 years in prison today for a role. Am I happy about that? Yeah, I am happy about that. But what I'm not happy about is that she's the only one being held accountable. And the question I have, and a lot of people are making jokes about, you know, her, well, she better, you know, she's on suicide watch, but she better be watched or she might be suicided. You know, she might be Vince Foster. Fostered, I'm wondering if in a way, if she didn't already commit suicide in the sense of why is she silent? Why has she kept her silence over who these people were? Has she been bought off? Is she doing a Susan McDougal? Who remembers Susan McDougal, the woman who went to jail because she refused to say anything against Bill Clinton and what was going on. I don't even remember. Was it the whitewater scandal or what it was, you know, you know, today her comments when she was convicted and she got sentenced to, uh, 20 years. Um, her comments was, I am sorry for the pain that you experienced. She told the victims in a quote, heartfelt apology. um, One of her accusers, Sarah Ransom, who sobbed during the hearing um, when she told her story, told reporters outside the courthouse that I am sorry doesn't cut it. I wish she was sorry when she was forcing me into a room to be raped. That's when I wish she was sorry. Um, Yeah, the prosecutors were looking for anywhere from 30 to 55 years In prison, the prosecutors uh, said it sends a message that those who conspire with sexual predators will be held responsible for their role in these crimes. Um, Except nobody was. Epstein wasn't the only one raping these girls. Many other bigs were. This is just another example um, of two sets of laws for this country she had to she had to go down they didn't have any choice but to prosecute her but nobody else is going down and she's keeping her mouth shut I wouldn't be would you keep your mouth shut because quite frankly she's getting 20 years it, it doesn't matter how many millions gets put in a bank account for her to keep quiet you know if she if she survives long enough and comes out who cares who cares if you got any money at 80 at that point you might as be like keep me here <laughs> I got three squares a day in a bed. What do I need you millions for at 80, right? Why would, it just goes to, it just goes to show there's no monetary reason for her to keep her mouth shut. It just goes to show what a scumbag she is, right? And what a scumbag these prosecutors are. This is no different. This is probably the same office that was called by Bill Barr and told, you know, don't be, you know, don't be bothering to look into the Hunter Biden laptop, right? Um, what was also interesting at the time in the prosecution, guess whose daughter it was who was one of the prosecutor's skins? Some twenty, some 22-year-old, a 23-year-old, some young, fresh out of law school uh, prosecutor who was the daughter of... Uh, it was either James Comey or Robert Mueller. Uh, now, how lucky to get the case when your daddy is like either a big at the FBI or the D uh, either well either one of those were top of the FBI.
1: Sure, it was all based on merit.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and of course, um you know that that was the perfect prosecutor to decide to not pr- uh, leak and reveal who the Johns were. Um so I guess it's a good thing that she got 20 years. Um but the rapists are still free and around the country free to rape. And there should be outrage on the part of everybody involved and everybody in this country that nobody, uh, none of the bigs were held responsible and held accountable. And, of course, Hillary Clinton didn't care, right? Hillary Clinton never cared. She never cared who Bill, what Bill was up to. <laughs> Speaking of Hillary, she, she's decided to get vocal. And, Skins, you had... You actually had a theory as to why suddenly uh, Hillary. I do.
1: Not that I think she would stand a chance in uh, you know. Well, save it.
2: Save it because we want to play a little clip that you pulled on Miss Hillary but Clinton. Don't tease me. Now, of course, she's not actually saying anything about Galen Maxwell and about she's not piping in on that. And by the way, who remembers that Jeffrey Epstein had a picture of Bill of painting that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars of Bill Clinton and drag in his home? Did you remember that, Skins? Yeah. Hillary never cared what Bill Clinton was doing. She didn't care that he was taking I don't know how many trips on the Lolita Express down to Epstein Island to have sex with young girls. All she cared about was riding his coattails into the White House. And it hadn't happened yet. So Skins has an interesting theory for why she's actually on a media tour today making comments like this. Clip five. I really can't. I don't know. No.
1: Well, but what I can't imagine is staying as active and outspoken as I can, because I think. I think our country is really on the precipice scale. I think that we are looking at not only the erosion of these rights, the throwing the door open to unfettered, unregulated gun access, but we're also looking at dismantling the federal government, how it protects our air and our water and everything else that do goes along with it. Do you our
2: democracies at state, we're looking I at do. the January 6th hearings.
1: I do. You think the democracy is at stake? I do. We sit here today. I do. I, well, anything come of these
2: hearings? People say some say it's a waste of time. I, I. Um, Gail keeps asking her that. Like she was really on the uh, on uh, such such and brilliant, um, such a brilliant light bulb moment, such a brilliant epiphany. epiphany. You really think our democracy is at stake? Oh, yes, Hillary Clinton says, well, first of all, we're not a democracy. We're a republic of states. Um, but your theory for why she's back in the game here on uh, doing media? Because um,
1: I really think, even though I again, as I said, I don't think she stands a chance. I think she's planning on a run in twenty-four.
2: One of the reasons why she doesn't have a, stand, a chance, though, let me remind you that there's Democrats are saying that uh, the geriatric crowd needs to step out of it. They're wanting to go young and Hillary. And I don't think that's
1: the only reason. I just think someone like Gavin Newsom would be would be more appealing to the left.
2: Well, yeah. And, you know, let's and, and in part, they all know that there's no way that this woman is appealing in any way. She never was. They only thought that in 2016 she was going to slide into it because it was her. She had paid her dues. She had put up with the bimbo eruptions in the Bill Clinton White House. She had put up with the woman in Arkansas whose name escapes me with the really big hair, the beautiful one, Jennifer Flowers. She had put up with Jennifer Flowers in Arkansas, right? She had put up with the bimbo eruptions. She had put up with uh, Monica Lewinsky, right? She had put up with Lolita Express. And she thought that this was her time after she had done all that. She had paid her dues. And now she's aged out. And she is trying to remain relevant. She's actually on the speaking tour because with Roe v. Wade overturned, she feels as though this is going to be, you know, that she was the face of the glass ceiling being broken, the face of women's rights, and now that she's thinking she's going to be able to ride that wave. Um, I might as well touch on Kamala Harris's comments. We had wanted to find a clip of it because it's so insane um, that we wanted you to hear it for yourselves. Uh, Harris has apparently said in an interview with CNN she has said that abortion is preferable to fatherhood.
1: I got um, so angry when I read that comment.
2: Well, I you know I wish that you know um w- it, it, she could provide some context to this. Um but there really isn't any context to that. There's no way to spin that and justify it. I'm old enough to remember when women justified abortion because men were not holding up their end of the game. They're not they're not holding up their end of the job, right? Not that it's good, and not that, not that because fatherhood is bad, but because you male toxicity types aren't aren't holding up your end. Women are victims to you to you men out there, and so they have no choice but to have an, have abortions because you guys uh, never do your job as fathers. So now apparently she's coming out and trying to justify. Um, you know, I guess that's her point. But then, um, you know, she was unable to define what being a woman means. So maybe she's trying in some convoluted way saying that that uh, that men can be can can get pregnant. And so it's better for them to get an abortion than a father. Is she talking about women that think of themselves as men? Hard to say. Hard to say. Well, it's yeah, it's hard to say. I guess I guess we should consider this your daily dose of non-clarity brought to you by Kamala. All right. We've actually got a win coming out of Louisiana we want to share with you guys when we come back. What happened with the Supreme Court delivering another win for the voters? What did they do that benefited not just the state of Louisiana, but maybe all of American American voters? as we go forward into this election stay tuned we will share that with you on the other side of the break this is the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer san diego
0: andrea k the donut queen of san diego it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego you guys really need to see this website it's called state of the nation all runs together .co. this whole covid 19 vaccine is a bioweapon you're not gonna believe what's going on insane okay thanks
2: you know what thank you caller and i think i'm gonna check that out because you know what i'm open I like to investigate. That's what we need to be doing, right? We need to be investigating things for ourselves, be checking things out, and if we and, and if you go to a website like that and you check it out, you got to verify it, look to two other three sources to see if there's corroborating information on it, right?
1: I went there. Some haven't d- dove into the articles yet, but it does appear at least very interesting,
2: right? If you want to call us and give us a, a suggestion, which we love from you guys, that's our twenty four hour AK comment line eight four four. 814-5227. That's 844-814-5227. We'd also love to hear from you if, if, about why you love July 4th. What does July 4th mean to you? And is there anything currently going on right now that makes it more precious to you as we are beginning to roll into 4th of July weekend, Independence Day? What does I'm that mean for you? more
1: for, It's always been, honestly, Andrea, I don't think I've ever told you, it's been my favorite holiday and I think I'm looking forward to it this year more than
2: ever. You know, my favorite holiday has always been Christmas, and it remains so, because I get presents on Christmas Day, and I like to get a gift. And as I get older, that hasn't changed. But one way to look at it is that on July 4th, we get to celebrate the greatest gift in ter- that any citizen of a Very country true. has ever received, and that was the gift of of liberty. Individual liberty comes with individual responsibility, and so that is definitely something to be celebrated, and it almost feels like we're we've got a return of it. We we've got some more freedoms coming back our way. We haven't completely changed course. We haven't completely drained the swamp. But one of the reasons why they hated Trump so much was the day of his inauguration, and I pointed this out at the time. I said the most important thing he said in the speech was, and what terrified the left, what terrified the Rhino establishment, and re- the reason for these Jan 6 committee hearings today that are going on today is that he said today is the day that the government gets returned to the people. Speaking of being returned to the people, got a great couple great stories for you on that end. The Supreme Court did it again, babies. Trump's second term just continues to deliver. Imagine what he could be doing if he was actually in the Oval Office. So the Supreme Court actually issued another win, uh, not just for Republicans, but for citizens in my home state of Louisiana, y'all. The Supreme Court actually revised uh, Louisiana's congressional map Tuesday granting a stay on lower court injunctions. It starts to get confusing when it goes back to courts. This gets filed here. Then the court says no. Then there's a stay. Then there's an injunction. Definitely
1: a good thing, though.
2: Uh, yeah, this is definitely a good thing. Uh, the higher court noted it will hold the case while it mulls a similar redistricting shuffle scuffle in Alabama during its next term. The Supreme Court agreed to issue the stay after Justice Alito received and referred the matter to the court. Of course the libs dissented because this redistricting or um the uh, resurrecting the old Louisiana map is quite the win um for voters in Louisiana. And so, um, I'm not one who's an expert on districting or redistricting and how all that works. If you don't know a lot
1: about it, it can actually be pretty confusing.
2: It can be confusing, and you know, it's kind of like economics. You you, you can you only want to touch on it so far bec- before people start to want to jab themselves in an eye in the eyeball to relieve the pain. Um, that's why we bring in our man Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, on Wednesdays because I think he does a good job of trying to just kind of give you the sound bites that you, you need to know and not go so deep into the economic weeds that, you know, it's painful. Um, um, anyway, the, um, if you want to read more about the redistricting, the old map and that's being resurrected and, and all of that, you can go to um, msn.com and get the details. Um, anyway, this is a win. This is a win for us. Typically, we don't get, the Republicans don't get a win when it comes to redistricting. It'll be, I, was,
1: I was thinking that off the air. I was thinking most of the time when you hear news like this, it goes in the other direction.
2: Right. And so what's important with the districting is that it, that it affects, obviously, if you can, if you've got a district that's maintained its power base and its Democrat, kind of like, look at it this way on a statewide level um, for California. It is so solidly blue right now that we almost have no chance to get a Republican governor in place because the entire state is so blue. At a local level, if you've got a district because of the boundaries include an area that maybe has a very high concentration of urban people that are typically democrat, that district is probably going to continue to go democrat over and over and over again. If you can break that up and put some of the some of those people into an area that's got more republican voters, you can change the outcome of an election. So uh, did I explain that? No, in Kind yeah, of simplistic terms, thank you. Um because I can tend to be a little too get into a little in the weeds. Another court, another win uh, for citizens at another Supreme Court, but at the New York state level, um, what they did was they eliminated, they struck down some attempt to allow eight hundred thousand non citizens to vote.
1: This I read this, Andrea, and this is like People say, oh, stop talking about Dominion. You don't need to. This is one of the mechanisms that they use to steal the election.
2: There are so many different ways in which the Democrats are looking to steal elections, one of which we talked about last night. We played the audio of that South Carolinian woman on the phone with an inmate cooking up a plan. And she's going to him because she's wanting him to go to all the duffel bag boys. Is that what she called it?
1: Duffel bag boys. The
2: duffel bag boys, the dope boys. And she's literally telling him. The first thing she tells him is, "We got to, we got to get some sleepers, man. We got to get some Democrats to be running at the local level. Faux Republicans, to, yeah, to faux Republicans. We got to get some sleepers. And then she's like, We got we got to get some of your duffel boy bros, man. And you know what? Find some family members that don't know that you support me in my campaign. Throw that dope money my way.'" And say it comes from those people in those campaigns. That's just one example of the ways in which they cook up ways to steal the elections. And another way involves wanting to allow, particularly in, in large metropolitan areas, uh, non-citizens uh, to allow them to vote because then the numbers get really big. In the case of New York, we're talking about 800,000 people that could vote. Um, They ruled Monday this was a New York City law that would have permitted uh, resident non-U.S. citizens in the city the right to vote. Quote from the court, there is no statutory ability for the city of New York to issue inconsistent laws permitting non-citizens to vote and exceed the authority granted to it by the New York State Constitution. Uh, This came from uh, Staten Island Supreme Court Justice Ralph Porzio. In his 13-page ruling, he said that the city's December, quote, our city, our vote would go against the state's election law, municipal house rule law. These laws permitted only U.S. citizens above 18 to vote in state and local elections. They were just completely breaking the law. These New York City officials know exactly what the state law is. They know this was illegal and they don't care. Democrats are not, they don't suffer um, the conviction or, or any you know um, sense of guilt in terms of wrongdoing, the end always justifies the means to them. Um, the city council voted 33 to 14 with two abstentions. So the law was set to go into effect and that was at the city level to approve non-citizens. And, and by non-citizens, that can include illegal citizens. Just because they're residents doesn't mean they're in this country legally. We cannot be allowing our country to be governed by people who broke into the broke into this country. And how can eight hundred thousand people be here legally on workers' permits in the state of New York? We know that many of these people are illegals. The law was set to go into effect um in the january twenty twenty three elections. Yeah, and think about this, Andrea. Think about the,
1: the, the, the margins that Trump would have won by in some of these a swing states and you're talking about 800,000 potential voters
2: right um, then former New York Mayor Bill de Blasio at the time the city council voted for this he doubted at the time that uh, the laws survivability in the face of lawsuits which means nobody knew that w- this is what they do it's just a battering ram they're going to push and push and push and push and hope that something gets through. Right. When they know that they're breaking the law, de Blasio said at the time, I I, even though he talked, he doubts he doubted at the time the law survivability. He said, I still have a concern about it. Citizenship has an extraordinary value. It does. People work so hard for it. Um, Well, that's just the people that come into this country legally. But how about those of us who were born here? Our citizenship matters to us as well. And we don't particularly appreciate it, uh, our vote being taken away from us. The most precious right we have as a citizen. Talk about our First Amendment right. This is how we express ourselves. This is supposed to be a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And those people are supposed to be U.S. citizens. And I certainly don't appreciate in city of New York, how many of them are MS-13 gang members, right? Let's talk a little bit about the border when we come back. What happened today? What gruesome discovery did they find in Texas that led the White House spokeswoman to, to lie to the American people about the border? We're going to tell you about that when we come back. This is The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
0: AK, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Do you guys want to share with us why you like July Fourth so much? What, why it's important to you? What matters to you about July Fourth, Independence Day? Skins was saying that's become his favorite holiday. Is it yours? What do you love about it? Share that with us. 888-344-1170. Um, what I love about it so much, I've already talked a little bit about uh, the independence part of it, um, but can we just give a shout out to Hot Dogs and Burgers, two of my favorite foods ever?
1: Oh, I agree with that.
2: Right? Um, Especially all right. barbecued. Y- y- how do you barbecue a dog?
1: Oh. You just put a, it on you the grill. A hot dog until you grill it.
2: Well, put put it on the grill, but I mean, that's just how you cook it. I mean, is there, there's not, that doesn't necessarily mean there's some particular sauce. I mean, when I think of barbecue, I think of like sauce and different, you know, techniques. I mean, throwing a dog on a grill is not exactly culinary mastery.
1: Now, it all depends on what you like. Some people like to do it with different type of barbecue sauces, and they actually mm-hmm. will kind mm-hmm. of soak them in there before they put it on the grill. Oh, you can get gourmet, baby.
2: Oh, you can? All right. Okay. We still have to have a, a cook-off because let me it's tell you- It's been long in the making. Let me let me tell you, to me, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's, it's hard to improve on a burger or a dog that's been fried in a pan with some butter and Worcestershire sauce. You heard me. Okay. Y'all try that. <laughs> What is somebody over there doubting me? We
1: have Worsher What as a comment uh, here in the gallery.
2: (laughs) I'm serious. I have told y'all this before. There is no better burger. This is why I've never eaten a fat. I don't. I've never liked fast food burgers. Going back, I, I came out of the womb demanding a hand-pressed burger, fried in butter and Worcestershire sauce, okay? That's the only way to eat a burger, and I wouldn't accept anything less when I was growing up. And by the way, I did go to a fast food restaurant today just to get a Diet Coke, and there was a Lamborghini in the line ahead of me. If that was you, whoever you are driving the lambo today in the drive-thru please call and explain yourself because i cannot understand for the life of me what you're doing in a lambo driving through and getting food at this particular drive-thru well
1: okay i know you disagree but if it's in, in in and out i understand
2: it was not in and out but there is not one drive-thru okay maybe we got a couple of mexican drive through drive-thrus here right that have oh, some, we have we have several we have several but this was not that Okay, if you're and you had Georgia plates, by the way, so that makes it even worse because you're a Southerner and you know good food. I cannot. Maybe you were somebody who stole somebody's Lambo, but I just for the life of me, you 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 owe me an explanation. All right, got to get serious here because um, Kamala Harris. And by the way, I have the most hilarious imitation of Kamala Harris that I put out on the socials. It has gotten thousands of views and hundreds, hundreds of shares. And it is absolutely hysterical. Um, In addition to her going around saying that abortion is better than fatherhood um, and all other manners of nonsense, um, she's supposed to be at the at the border because she's the borders are right. We haven't had any any Kamala Harris uh, sightings at the border they they're doing everything that they can particularly going into midterms to try to keep the truth about what's going on at the border away from the American people because going back to 2014 one of the reasons why democrats and independents joined joined republicans in giving the republicans control of the senate during the biden administration was because they wanted the border sealed we had an open border under under barack obama in the flood of quote unaccompanied minors they, and that's when Trump, when one of the reasons why people voted for Trump, the hashtag people shouting, build the wall, right? Um, The border continues to be open. They did this. Uh, one of the two things they did on day one of the Biden administration was number one was get rid of the Keystone Bi- Pipeline. And number two, it was to remove all the executive orders under the Trump administration, which opened up the border, one of which was remain in Mexico, another which was the, um, the, the, Public charge, you couldn't come here if you couldn't support yourself. Another one was you had to seek asylum in the first com- country you came into, which would have been Mexico. So now we got an open border. We've got enough fentanyl in this country to kill a third of the American citizens, right? We've got drug, dr- uh, not just drug traffickers, human traffickers, sex traffickers. It is absolutely out of control. And then today, there was a discovery of 50 dead illegals inside of a truck in Texas. And according to various uh, reports, this being the Epic Times, uh, the victims were mostly teens and young adults. It's not clear if any children were being transported illegally across the border as a part of this smuggling operation. In 2021, more than two million illegal aliens were stopped as they attempted to enter the U.S. along the southern border. Um, It's tragic. San Antonio uh, mayor had to say, we hope that those responsible for putting these people through such inhumane conditions are Uh, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Um, This is a uh, Texas governor Abbott said, these are a result of Biden's deadly open board policies. They show the deadly consequences of his refusal to enforce the law. Absolutely. Um, Of course, his spokeswoman who continues to prove every day why she was a diversity hire, uh, had this insanity to say, uh, skins. Please play clip three. Uh,
0: but the fact of the matter is, the border is closed, uh, which is in part why you see people trying uh, to make this dangerous journey using smuggling networks.
2: <sighs> the border is closed. <laughs> the gaslighting could be couldn't be any worse than this. The border is is um, so wide open that they are still planning to prosecute the border patrol agents that were falsely accused of trying to whip illegals as they came across the Rio Grande River.
1: That's about as honest as saying Biden uh with the economy that Americans are saving more money and they're getting rid of more debt than ever before.
2: Right. Texas the uh Texas governor Abbott at one point purchased through the GSA all the—I'm not that familiar with the GSA and how it, government, you know, acquisition and procurement and all that process works. But what what the Biden administration did was they took all the steel that was left over that had yet to be used to build Trump's wall, and they actually put it in storage here in San Diego County, and because they had no plans to finish building the wall, right? So don't tell me the border isn't is closed, Ms. Jean Pierre, or whatever her name is. But the Texas governor actually, through the GSA procurement process, was said, Hey, we've got, you know, we, we can go and buy materials that are being unused by the federal government, right? We know that they, they have actually, the Biden administration actually has, um, NGOs, non government operations and others down within the, in the, the, Uh, interiors of mexico uh, aiding them and abetting them and giving them teaching them how to how to seek asylum when they come across the border the fact that there are cartels doesn't mean that the border is closed it means it's open how do you think these traffickers are getting money because the people down in honduras and all these all these areas can see the people that are getting across So they're willing to pay these coyotes to get them up here. They're willing to pay these caravans and these people running these caravans thousands of dollars because they know they wouldn't be paying the money if they didn't know that when they got here, they'd be able to get in. Why
1: do you think they're coming in droves? Because they know there's going to be little problem with them getting across.
2: Exactly. So um, she's not she you know, Jen Psaki was far better at the gaslighting than this gal is. Jen Saki by this point actually Jen Saki was a little weak when she first started remember it was all about she got a lot better but yeah it was all about I'll circle back initially I'll circle back I'm going to circle back with you uh this woman is just by by this point Saki was was had upped her game in terms of the gaslighting the flat out you know lying uh it was obvious she was lying but at least she was able to deliver the lies in in a way that wasn't so completely amber herdish and so dumb right all right. So um, we are going to take a skinny, tiny little break. Speaking of dumb, <laughs> did y'all hear how Nancy Pelosi tried to justify what she did to a new congresswoman's kid at the day of the swearing in? Oh, you, you need a giggle. Come on back. More of the Andrea K. show on the other side of the break.
0: Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: <laughs> I'm already laughing before I even get a chance to tell you guys this story. Okay, um, there wasn't a clip of it, so I didn't share this with you guys when it happened on the show, but who, everybody knows who Mayra Flores is, right? I mean, this amazing, brilliant, beautiful. A young Latina gal out of Texas who won this special election in a heavy Democrat district uh, in Texas. And she's like, look, I'm their worst nightmare. You know, they claim to care about women. I'm a woman. They claim to care about Hispanic people. I'm I'm Latina. They claim to care about minorities. And I'm a minority. And she is just she is just amazing if you've seen this woman. So it was a special special election. So it's not like she's she's won a full term. Um, but she was at a swearing-in ceremony the other day. You could see... Um, she's got a few kids. One of them was a daughter who looks like she's, I don't know, skins, which is like 10 years old, maybe nine, pretty young. young. So she's standing there. And of course, you know, as a, as a kid in the ceremony, I would imagine you'd be kind of like, whoa, you know, kind of overwhelmed. I would have been, Uh, yeah, I would have been overwhelmed. And you're standing next to this creepy old lady, right? You don't know who she is when you're nine years old, right? Who is this woman standing up here next to me? And next thing you know, You can see, I swear to y'all, you need to Google it. You can see Nancy Pelosi elbow the kid out of the way. <laughs> now, me at nine, I might not have been as polite as Mayra Flores's daughter was. I'd have, I'd have given her the I smell look and the hairy eyeball I would have paid
1: to see that Andrew. Yeah,
2: I would have been giving her the hairy eyeball. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have touched her back. I was raised to be respectful and but i would have given her the hairy eyeball y'all know what that means right i would have given i would have given her a look and now of course they're
1: denying it
2: yeah i would have said excuse me excuse me i would have called her out on it at nine um so but i mean there there's i mean it, it was off the kid didn't need to do anything because the whole world saw it okay so it kind of kind of went everywhere it went viral and and people were pointing out how hideous it was um so, um, oh, she's, she's 10, according to this article. So uh, Flores responded after seeing it, because Flores didn't see it happen at the time. So after, uh, after Mayra saw it, she says, I'm so proud of my strong, beautiful daughter for not allowing this to phase her. She continued to smile and pose for the pictures like a queen. No child should be pushed to the side for a photo op, all caps, period. Um, so, of course... Nancy Pelosi's team had to come out and issue a statement at this point because they had to do some damage control on it, obviously. Her chief of staff posted a tweet excoriating the media for, quote, misrepresenting the speaker's actions. Misrepresenting? We all all saw that sharp elbow. It's a wonder the kid didn't need stitches. That's how hard she elbowed that kid. Um, And and, uh, the chief of staff went on to say... um, that uh what the claims about her just defy logic. Quote: "It's sad to see news outlets that know be- that know better misrepresent the speaker's efforts to ensure Representative Flores's daughters wouldn't be hidden behind her and all of the photos of such an important moment for their family." Who is a kidding, man? It was clear. That who Pelosi was wanting to make sure got to continue to be the center of attention. And it was not Flores' 10-year-old child. Um, Don't believe
1: us. Watch the video.
2: Yeah, absolutely hilarious. But, you know, on a serious tip, they can't admit anything. Here, this woman is caught on tape. You would think that at this point she would have just the common sense, not the decency, because we know we can't expect decency from Pelosi. But you think she would would say... Uh, you know that wasn 't my intention i 'm so sorry if it came across that way because you know i I, I apologize if it came across that way that wasn't my that wasn 't my intention no instead they got they 've got to to do what the Democrats always do, which is to attack anybody who 's pointing it out and try to paint anybody who 's pointing it out as Um, somebody who should be subject to Merrick Garland's disinformation campaign program.
1: It's kind of like when you're a parent and you're raising more than one child and you're blaming a child that they did something. The first thing that they do is they point their finger at the other one.
2: Right. Um, well, this is an interesting comment. Uh, Barstool Sports, uh, when Barstool Sports' as Dave Pointnoy posted a slow motion video of Pelosi's rude, rude elbow move with Flores' daughter suddenly transforming into a certain theatrical NBA star. I didn't see this. So he did, he did some kind of video where the little girl gets morphed into LeBron James. Flores replied, except my daughter didn't flop like LeBron James. Ooh, interesting snap there. I'm loving this uh, Mayra Flores gal. Um, so anyway, the tweets regarding this are just absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, this is just bad PR. Bad PR um, crisis management. When you make a mistake like that, the best thing to do is just to own it and just Especially say, you know, on video. you're caught on video. You know, you're caught on video. Just admit it. Just admit it. Um, speaking of funny tweets... In regards to the January 6th com- committee and jumping the shark with their, uh, their star witness today, who nobody's ever heard of. In fact, they're trying so desperately to try to prop up and rehabilitate this failed testimony uh, today. They're actually lying on CNN tonight saying that uh, the aide offered firsthand accounts this aide was not in the beast this aide admitted that this person heard it from somebody who heard it from what was that scene in Ferris Bueller's day off where you hear um somebody's talking about my friend's cousin who got her hair done at the beauty salon whose whose sister got her nails done by somebody who knows the maid at Ferris Bueller said that he's really sick That's and he's exactly going to die what that is. right That's exactly what this was today right it's insane so um it that quickly got picked up by some brilliant, hilarious conservatives who decided to run with the exaggeration of the uh, uh, the in terms of the hoax and the uh, uh, accusations against Trump. Sean Davis from The Federalist said this, I heard from my neighbor's dentist mailman that Trump lied about being kidnapped and taken to a tunnel deep below Mount Vernon, where he handed over access to the super duper double top secret book of secrets to a conspiracy theorist obsessed with the long lost Templar trap." Treasure. To which John Cardillo then picked up on that and said Trump then repelled down the face of Mount Rushmore to steal the real declaration of independence from the secret vault. Within. Then Cardillo goes on, making it more specific to the car incident, and says, well, that banging in the trunk turned out to be a mortally wounded but still alive Billy Bats.
1: This just makes me want to see a National Treasure <laughs> movie with Nick Cage and President Donald Trump.
2: Trump was so enraged he wasn't dead, he ordered Steve Bannon to, st- to stab him with his own mother's kitchen knife. <laughs> then shoot him a few more times for good measure. But Cardillo wasn't done. <laughs> Trump calmly walked back to the car after going to the bathroom, looked at the dead body in the front seat with half its head blown off, then stared coldly at shooter Stephen Miller and said, leave the gun, take the cannolis. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm absolutely I dead. I love that last one. Cardilla, but it, it, he went on to say one more, uh, actually a couple more. As Trump was strangling Jimmy Hoffa to death, he yelled, this is non-union <laughs> MAGA country. <laughs> then Marjorie Taylor Greene, we love MTG, MT, MTG, right? She starts retweeting Cardillo. So then Cardillo comes back. That's correct, Congressman. After boarding the ship and terrorizing the crew, then President Trump forced Captain Phillips to look, to look him dead in the eye and said, look at me. I'm the captain now. So lots of fun fun has been had. You know you've completely lost. Completely lost. You've gone completely down in flames when you're getting this kind of content pushed out against you on Twitter. It's done. Because let me tell you, Cardillo is, has been... Quite the, quite the criticizer of Donald Trump. He's one of the people. He's like me. We don't advocate for party or Paul. We just, we, we push out what we, we call balls and strikes. We're about conservatism and conservative ideas. We're not about a name on a ticket, right? And when, when, when you've got, when you've lost Cardillo and you've got him mocking you to this extent, you've completely lost, completely lost. I don't know how they're going to try to repair it. Um, there is, there is talk that through this, they will file charges against him, and you know what? We 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 might be able to expect that skins because they're currently not following the Fourth Amendment or any of our amendments and anything related to due process. As well, you they know what? have I Americans so in the I'm gulag. Already
1: hearing murmuring, Secret Service saying this just flat out isn't true.
2: Well, they need to come forward on it. They need to come forward if they actually do care about the rule of law because this DOJ will do anything, and they don't feel burdened by the rule of law in doing so in persecuting and prosecuting conservatives and MAGA. Hey, thanks for being here tonight. See you tomorrow on hump day